0: It's the brand new podcast.
1: What's up, everyone? I'm here with Josh Nelson from the Grit Marketing. Super excited to talk to him today. He uh, one of the original founders, group of four of them, and just want to hear his story. And um, they're a startup here in Utah making huge waves. So interested just to hear more about the company and what they have planned. What's up, Josh?
0: not too much dude how you
1: doing good yeah so i have a bunch of friends just, yeah no i'm thank you for giving us some of your time and um Thanks. hoping we can get your story you guys have a cool podcast if you're interested in the door to door to door community um check out their podcast the landing pad uh you can see that through their socials but josh so you've kind of been in this industry for a bit um the grit's doing it differently I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. For people who don't know, what is The Grit?
0: So The Grit, we call it The Grit, uh, and it's kind of more over, over time, but uh, the, the legal registered name of our company is Grit Marketing. So um, kind of in the space, it's it's a little bit like deceiving. People are like, oh, so it's like a marketing company. Like you guys do like SEO and digital ad. And it's like, well, no, marketing in, in like the door door space is we're a sales force and we sell on behalf of like different companies that service. So that's why it's called grit marketing. Um, and you know, we'll get into like a little bit of background of like where that name came from and, and, and everything, but essentially we are a third party sales force that sells, uh, mostly pest control door to door, uh, all over the country. So we'll be in about 36 cities this summer. And, uh, we recruit college students, typically, you know, people, you know, between 18 and 30 uh go out in the summer for four months and learn how to sell. Essentially, that's what we do.
1: It's crazy how, like, foundational sales skills are to just anything. And, like, any industry, you're going to be a doctor. Well, maybe not a doctor, but dentist. You're going to be any, anywhere You're. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like a lot of um aesthetics or anywhere where you're growing your business, um, those sales skills are really important yeah
0: well I mean I, I say even a doctor because you know if, if people can't like find out what your need is and meet your need as a doctor, you go somewhere else you go to a different doctor and so you know it's so interesting and I think it's a great point is everyone's a salesman you know and uh, and it, whether it's you're literally it's a it's a product or service or or your own you know ability to to help people or influence and it's uh, that's one of the coolest things is seeing you know it's cool helping people to be able to you know be financially in a better position but seeing the influence that it has on you know people's confidence and and uh, their you know actual experience and skill set is really really interesting to see how that changes
1: yeah or even with you know you you're doing an interview, whether it's for med school or whatever you're selling yourself all the time. so it's it's amazing like what just a a little bit of sales experience can do. how did you How did you meet the other founders for the company just to kind of get this idea started?
0: Yeah, so uh, I actually met um, Ben Egan and I met in Peru. We were both uh, serving LDS missions, and we we for for like six weeks, and then we were in Ecuador for two years together. And, uh, became friends, and then when I got home, I went to Ohio uh, where my family was living at the time, and like needed a job. So about six days after I was home, I ran into a kid, and he was selling pest control for this little company, and uh, there was like eight sales reps at the time. And I just asked him, I was like, "Dude, I I got like three weeks to kill, so I started selling pest control." And previously, I had done construction, so I During high school, I would do construction and remodeling and all that and and, uh, detailing cars and stuff. And then ended up starting sales, had no idea, like anything about the industry. I just knew my friend was doing really really well and it it was an option. So I did it. So I started doing that. Uh, Funny enough, Ben, who I was like the only other person that I knew, like ever really got into that independent of like me doing it with my company. Uh, Greenex at the time, and he worked for two different companies, and then years later we ended up talking, and and he came over to Greenex uh, where I've been for two years, and uh, we started working together and and growing. So so region, so that's how Ben and I met, and then uh, we started working together at Greenex for a few years and, and building the business there, and it was awesome. It started going really really well. We had really good growth, and um, so we were building a region. Uh, which at the time we named the Green X Brit, right? There's all these different regions in the company. And and then the office next to us was one of our really good friends, uh Garth Massey, who so we ran the like biggest region, and dark ran the second biggest region at Green X And we always just really, really good friends and kind of worked by each other, never worked like really with each other. Ben and I worked together and Garth did his own thing. And then John Taylor. Uh, the other partner was the VP of sales at Greenex. So essentially we all like kind of came together at Greenex, and, and that's when GreenX really started to have, um, I mean, there's a few different factors that that like led to some serious growth, but that's where we all started growing. And what happened was we originally were all kind of like doing our own thing at Greenex. And then Greenex just decided they wanted a slow growth and uh, and they give us options like you guys can stay here and have X amount of reps or do whatever you guys want. So that's when we decided, uh, the four of us got together and said, hey, like, we think this makes sense. And uh, that's, that's kind of how it came to be.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you guys all have like a wealth of experience kind of just already with the door-to-door industry and utah's the hub of of door-to-door right ever since yeah. Vivent and and uh finding just different products door-to-door so you, you you take that you realize there's a need for growth and the organization you're with couldn't support it. so you, you broke off and did your own thing and i've seen some of the numbers and it's crazy where you started a, i think it was about a year ago right
0: yeah uh september 4th or something was like the, the one year
1: yeah starting a year ago migrating with some of your reps and then where you've taken it from a year to now and then i've even seen plans for the office and we want to hear about that later on because i've already i've already heard from my friends how cool (laughs) that'll be but um what what are you guys thinking like day one you don't know what's what's about to happen the next year like what is the mindset jumping into this
0: so it's actually kind of crazy uh so I was at Greenex for two years, and my, I was really, really good friends with Matt Flanders, who I loved. And Matt Flanders, he, he's the founder of Greenex, one of the best guys ever. And uh, I became really good friends with him. And after a couple of years, and I had introduced him to my dad, uh, who's done tons of big businesses. I mean, he's been in corporate fast food. He's owned different things and been really successful. Anyway, he partnered with him. And um, and so the growth was crazy. We, we were growing like crazy, and uh, and Bridger Thomas also is there. and I, I honestly like I respect them a lot for making the decision to slow growth. We were recruiting so much that we had that year signed in November as many people as they thought we would have by May, and so we basically had to like stop recruiting. What we realized, though, is, um, and the reason why we decided to do what we did is really like the way that our people can grow is by building organizations. And so not giving them an opportunity to do that didn't seem right. And it's not, you know, something against Edge or anything. I think that they made the right decision and ended up being a huge blessing in disguise is it made sense for us to go do something where we could have more growth. So... Th- the plan was, and we knew because, because of COVID, that we had to, like even within Greenix, we worked for a few different companies. For example, John Taylor, who is one of the top salesmen to ever sell and sold back-to-back thousand accounts uh, once in five months and then the next in four months, he was selling for a company called Frontline in Baltimore, and he and that team had as good a results as any of our other teams at GreenX. And so what we realized, and this is like a very interesting thing that we learned is pest control is going to be pest control. You're going to be spraying a house, killing bugs, but your people that you're surrounded by are the most influential thing that that you're going to have that go into either your success or lack of. And so what we realized is if if we have the right people, we can make it work. And I think, that, and I feel incredibly blessed that we just have such an incredibly dynamic partnership. John is so good. We call him the executioner. That guy, if you need stuff to get done, gets done. Garth is the most charismatic like people person that ever walked the earth. And Ben Egan, the visionary, is 10 steps ahead of everybody playing chess. And, uh, and then I work with our creative team with marketing and, and things of that nature. And it's just cool because we and, you know, I I don't think we planned it that way, but we cover a ton of ground. And so we just realized that, like, with that group and all being really good friends and and having, you know, I think six, seven to like nine years, probably eight years on average of experience in the industry that we can make it work. And then the other thing, too, is um, we think differently. And uh, the way we operate, is a little different. You know, for example, like we, we have standardized pay, which in the industry is kind of it's not like a thing people do. And, uh, but we just believe that that feeds into the growth and, and our people love it. So anyway, we, uh, that, that's when we, we got together and decided to do that. And then, you know, there's been pivots and, and some adjustments and things. And we, uh, one of the things that John Taylor talks about all the time, and I love this phrase, is execution creates opportunity. And, you know, in many cases, I don't think we always know what that's going to bring, but if we operate at a high level and we like make things happen, the doors will be open and they, and they have, um, you know, we had, we worked with 13 different pest control companies last year and all of them wanted to work with us again. And, and then, uh, and then active came into the picture and, and was a really great option. And. And we've been super excited about that partnership with Edmund and the everyone there. And it's, you know, that's not something that, any of, in fact, not only is it not something we thought would happen, we probably thought it would never, ever happen. And, uh, and But it's been awesome. I mean, it's been so, so cool and just such a great fit. And, uh, and so I think just by executing at a high level, we've been able to grow and we've been able to have the cool doors open, open up for us.
1: Something something I've seen from the outside is it looks like you have the four founders that have very different skill sets and maybe a perspective on what their focus is. But then every single person that you bring into the company, whether it's a founding managing partner or whether it's the newest recruit, it's not just, hey, let me come train you, go pound a door. Here's your check at the end of the summer. It seems like every guy that walks in, it's like, hey. There's this whole aspect of the business, but what makes you unique and how can those skills help to to build the overall organization? And that's what I think is really cool. Like mm-hmm. super random example. The uh your guys is I'm not gonna say it right, the Arambe Gorilla
0: oh, filter yeah. on
1: Instagram. Like no companies are just like putting out random things like that. And obviously that's not that's not putting like direct money in, but it's like these different ways of marketing or these different ways of just spreading what you guys do it's so effective yeah. every person on the team feels so important no i think that
0: it's a that's a great observation you know um I, one thing that like i i've always tried to like stray from i guess in on, on, on just like my life personally and then especially in the business i just like the idea of like the cookie cutter, do everything the same, fit this mold, whatever thing, it's just it's not me and it's also not who our people are. Everyone's so unique and different. And we want people to be themselves and and take whatever we can give and 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 be themselves at the best highest level possible. Um it's funny you mentioned the the filter. And for those who haven't seen it, go to our Instagram, the underscore underscore grit, and you can click on the filter. We have like the Har- I don't know how we like adopted Harambe as like this like unofficial mascot, but he just has become like this weird thing. And um, anyway, but if you've seen the dancing like Shrek filter, it's essentially a Harambe gorilla with a grit hat, break dancing and like boxing and all this stuff. And the the interesting like background on that is. We hired uh so I, I was running all of like the social media and all that stuff and design and and I ended up uh reaching out to one of my best high school friends, Jake Reedy, who's an artist. And he has like little background in graphic design or video or whatever, but he's the most creative person I've ever met in my life. I mean, this kid makes stuff out of like foam and cement and he does graffiti and I mean he's just so talented. And uh, and then we also hired Mark Mann, who's an incredible. He's uh, good with like audio, video design. And neither of them like really had the skill set that we like needed, but they both had the like the the personality and creativity, and and were the right people. And we believe that like like getting the right people, you can teach skills and this and that. But you know, I would have never ever thought to make that Harambe thing, but. Jake took that on as like his secret project, found some guy in Russia and built out the Harambe filter. And it was like the surprise thing. It's like, I believe that by putting the right people in the right places uh, and letting them do what they do best. And I think that that's something that we've kind of encompassed just uh, whether, like I said, whether it's one of our managing partners or the person that's two doors down, you know, for the first time here. And it's like taking what they have Learning from it, learning from that and building upon it, but I think you know we want to be different, and we also do we want to have fun? Like you know like you can do this job at a high level, have tons of fun, and uh, and make it open and welcoming for for tons of different types of personalities.
1: yeah, it's a no it's it's crazy. there's always it seems like it's a very progressive and multifaceted company for such a simple concept of really a door-to-door sales company. And and it gives a ton of credit to the sales force and just the type of people, the hustlers that they are and wanting to add value even when they're not asked. It's cool.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. We we think, right, I I don't know uh, who coined the the kind of the concept, but like recognition is like the highest uh, currency there is people crave that more than they crave you know money or or this or that and uh it's basically free to give and so we just really really, we want to treat our our people like like celebrities like pro athletes like like they're as great as they are and so um you know it's cool that we've been able to you know get the right people that can do that we uh Jake had this idea, we we do these posters, we do these, like, photo shoots with all our guys, and then uh, on these, like, wood posters, just, I don't know, it's just, it's just different, and it's, and it's fun to be able to highlight people for doing such an incredibly hard job,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, I was just seeing pictures of the end of season banquets and different things, like, most companies you're rolling in, maybe you got a tie on, maybe there's going to be, like, a steak or something like that. And that's not, yeah. that's not the personality that really works with a group of 18 to 30-year-olds who are going out and grinding from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day in the summer watching all of their other buddies who aren't committed to that lifestyle at Lake Powell, you know, just doing, doing whatever yeah. they want to do. So they, you guys are pulling up to the banquet in the cars, the shoes. <laughs> you, guys a, you guys throw a party. So want we want to hear about that. But maybe before getting into like what you guys, uh, how you celebrate. Um, what are these people? People don't understand this. There's going to be a ton of people that are like back East or wherever have never heard of door-to-door sales like this. What are these guys Mm -hmm. actually doing day-to-day in this job and what kind of skills do they need?
0: Well, I'll tell you this, if they're back East, they might have some interaction with us because we love the East coast. People are quick. People, it's in, It's interesting in the door-to-door world. I think that people shy away from the East Coast because people think that people on the East Coast are rude. Our guys love the East Coast because people are quick. And so, when you're a good salesman, you're filtered, right? If, if I'm going to sell one every ten people I talk to, I can go through far more people in on the internet. So they'll 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 meet us in you know a few months, but. You know, <laughs> For anyone who's yeah unfamiliar, essentially, uh, you know, and we've got about just over a thousand reps right now. Um, we send people out. Uh, we have a manager or two who go to a city. Um, they stay in apartments and they meet every morning from Monday through Saturday. About an hour or so, train, practice, and then they're assigned areas where they'll be for you know two, three, four days, uh, which essentially might be like a neighborhood or two. And the objective is to sell as many people pest control as they can in that area. A lot of the time, uh, you know, and it's typically like May to end of August, it, you know, kind of the college summer months. Um, but, uh, and then they make commission off of what they sell. So currently, like last year, like I said, we've sold for 13 different pest control companies. Now we're exclusively with Active Environmental um, who's doing some really cool things. And like you mentioned, you know, we talk about like, Innovation, I think what they're doing is crazy. Like the, these guys are one of the most data driven, if they're almost a tech company in a way, uh, they're so data driven and so, um, I mean, th- what they're doing is just, it's really unique and it's super cool to be able to work with those guys. So, um, anyway, so they go out and they try to sell as many people as they can. We teach them a pitch, uh, they knock doors and you know, good reps, uh, you know, sell between five and 10 accounts in a day. And, uh, you know, they start making out, uh, making, you know, up to three, $400 a sale uh, when they're good. But the more you sell, the higher your commission goes. Um, our average first year rep this past year made just under $35,000 in four months. Most, most are, you know, college students. Um, you know, and then on the on the high end, and this is one of the things that I love about this job is when I was doing construction in high school making 1150 an hour, it's like, dude, if I'm working twice as hard as the guy next to me, I might make 50 cents an hour more than him, but I'm not making triple. And the thing that's interesting about this job is you write your own paycheck, essentially. If I if if Gavin, you want to come work with us, and did you want to work twice as hard as the guy next to you? you're going to get paid at least twice as much and if not more because the the more you sell it the better your commission is. and so that's really you know like the basis of what we do and then on top of that i mean there are tons of incentives competitions we have a really 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 competitive competition at the end of the year that i mean we've seen the craziest stuff ever i mean you know people selling you know, over 20 accounts in a day, which is just nuts and uh, stuff like that. So um, it's, it's super fun. It's kind of a sport in a way, really. And, uh, and it's interesting. We found people that like, you know, have been competitive in sports and other things that it, it just translates right over. And then the one thing I'd say, just so many people don't see themselves as salesmen. They're like, oh, dude, I'm not like, I'm not like that sales type. Everyone is influential in a way, right? And it's typically about something they're passionate about or or whatever it might be. But the thing that we're passionate about is people. Um, we think we sell a really really great service. I have pest control at a couple of properties, and it's like, dude, like rent. I had renters call, and they had like mouse. Like, I don't want to deal with that. It's just nice to have, and you can take care of both the customer, but also the influence that you have on on the people and and the opportunities it gives them is. Is really really cool.
1: Yeah, I think like when I think of someone who's a salesman, first off, I think of someone who's super sociable. They know exactly what to say when to say it. But Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I think some of the best salespeople I've ever met are maybe those people. At first, they think they're not great salesmen, and really, their skill is is listening, or maybe some skills that aren't aren't so in your face. And that that ability to listen, to understand what the need is. To get through to the person exactly how they need it can be so mm-hmm. much more valuable sometimes. So I oh, I totally, totally agree. Well, yeah. it's about being aware. You know, it's about like making adjustments, being aware, and being coachable.
0: Uh, it's interesting. My very first summer, the top rep was this kid that was, was one of the quietest, like in a in a social setting, like one of the most reserved people I've ever met. He was a neuroscientist. You know, it was he studying neuroscience to you like, the kid's crazy smart. And uh and I like ended up going out with him on the doors and I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like when he wants to turn on a hand and he just goes, but it's because he understands the process. And I think that that's something that like is totally transferable to pretty much everything, right? Like the sales cycle is either creating need or identifying need, meeting the need and closing. And so dude, if you're doing brain surgery, it's like, hey, well, where's the tumor? There's the tumor. Let's get it out. And so it's like, you know, when people can break it down to really understand like the process, everyone's capable of doing that. And I think that the best salespeople are the ones that do it in, in like if you're selling, you sell it as Gavin. People that try to sell and be like some other person that, you know, know, our top rep this past year did over a million dollars in revenue and make, you know, and he runs a few hundred with guys who make a million bucks. He's 24 or something. It's like the people that try to sell like Drew, they're not going to sell as well. When they try to, you know, take principles from Drew and sell like themselves, that's when they're at their best because they're confident. And, uh, and, just, and nothing sells better than confidence. And that's one of the coolest things to see is the change in confidence from people pre-summer to post-summer. It's, it's, it's dramatic.
1: Yeah. So I, I did want to give a shout out, even people who don't do sales, they always are seeing the posts and stuff. Drew, is he your, he's the top sales guy, right?
0: Yeah, he this past year, I think, in the industry. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he did a million dollars in revenue back-to-back summers, which is over a thousand accounts. An average rep in the industry, like 150 to 200 accounts is kind of normal. He's about eight times your, I mean, he's, he's crazy. And, you know, Cody Olive, same thing, did a million and 1700 accounts. I mean, get, there's just some, yes. Yeah.
1: Who's, um, so you have the door to like the actual knocking the door side. Something that I think is another crazy aspect of the business is what I call the door to door dividend is the recruiting. Um, who's your top recruiter in the company? Um, so our
0: top producing manager, uh, and we did an award this year, it's Jackson Jr. Um Jackson is, I mean, he's been in the industry for maybe four or five years now. He actually recruited Drew. And uh Drew's, I mean, Drew's recruited over, I think, 250 or something people, and he works in the same organization as Jackson. And, uh, you know, and along with Drew, he's got, you know, some great sport and Jackson's got some other great recruiters, but yeah. So this year Jackson, I mean, he'll, I think he has over 400 and something, uh, recruits right now. And then, uh, but, you know, we've got a ton of guys. We, uh, let's see, we finished the summer with just about 250 reps and, uh, we have almost 1100 right now yeah so it's going pretty quick everyone's recruiting well and uh we say i mean all the time is you know in the recruiting world people talk all the time about well there's like this aspect or that or this or that at the end of the day nothing speaks louder than results and uh you know shout out to to all our guys that work so hard in the summer but we had you know the door-to-door con they do a golden door award which is it's like the top 0.01% in the industry. Get this: it's essentially kind of the equivalent of selling like a thousand accounts. It's 550 thousand dollars in sold revenue, mm-hmm. and uh, you know most companies don't have anyone that's done that. They may, may have one. Uh, we had ten, no, sorry, eleven golden Doorwoods and uh, and the top guy in the industry. And then we had you know rookie do. Uh, 500 accounts I mean so yeah it's that that's the thing is in recruiting go where that where where they've got it figured out not where they're telling you that they're going to help you figure it out and that's why I think we've been able to grow.
1: yeah so I you guys I've heard through the grapevine that you guys are building a pretty much a campus uh honestly I might even <laughs> say it's a a third university to compete with BYU and UVU here <laughs> in the in the valley. Um tell us about the office that you guys are building right now.
0: Well we 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 hope it doesn't compete. We hope that if if they make if those guys make some adjustments they can compete with us. Um (laughs) but uh no we're super super excited right now um you know we're we're really good friends with a lot of the the guys here that run the North Star uh alarms company in the big building by the mall so we're we're here temporarily um, because we uh, we are building a like you said, semi campus. Uh, it's like 40,000 square feet up in uh, Linden. So just up the road, we got a lot of guys from Salt Lake and the U.S. want to be a little closer. Um, but uh, it's going to be fun, and it is not going to be your typical office. I have to give a shout out to Corey Sistrunk, um, Dev, and David, and, and the, the crew over at MFG who are helping design this. And uh these guys, I mean, they've done they did podium, they've done Adobe, they did I mean so many cool buildings, and uh, they just they think they don't think outside the box, they threw the box away, and they're they, like it's gonna be crazy, but um a couple of fun features uh, you know, there'll be like a suspended uh, conference room when you come in, there will be basketball court four pickleball courts and uh some other kind of fun different features but we're gonna have an 18-hole mini golf course throughout the entire building um and uh we're super excited you'll we'll have to come visit
1: you're uh, you're building the fantasy factory rob deardix fantasy factory here in linden
0: it, it was like how can we make the fantasy factory with slightly less liability but i think we we'll, when it's all said and done it'll probably be about the same
1: <laughs> yeah no it's that'll be awesome i think that that's such a cool way of kind of representing your culture in this open door come in we have this amazing internal network and let's go out let's work crazy hard come back and in the off season we'll be here brainstorming figuring out what's the next move
0: yeah and you know i like the way that we think about it is um our guy like we have a culture that's very like people are highly involved really active you know i mean people are just at the office all the time um so we uh we we think of it as like a second home for these people we just think like you know what would these people want so we put a gym in there there's a sauna there's uh we even have like a quiet room for people to come study and we have tons of i mean we just really want it to be i would say it's like a hybrid between like a typical office you know, some type of like country club with those type of facilities, as well as yeah, a little bit of fantasy factory, uh, you know, slash what's the uh what's the place in Park City, uh Camp Woodward vibes. So Camp Woodward. Yeah. Um, we're hoping no one breaks the neck or anything, but you know, we'll yeah.
1: Uh, the last thing I wanted to get into, because you're probably um, just something that I know that goes on at your office currently and will be a part of your, your future office. Um, you guys have an amazing internal network, but byproduct of that, an amazing network of individuals that are constantly coming in, giving investing advice, helping people understand you made all this money, what's what's next? Um, I've seen mm-hmm. some of the deals that you guys do how are you guys helping people not only have these sales skills but then take this and make the most out of it and maybe help set them up for for their future
0: yeah that's cool uh it's cool that you've like seen some of that stuff we you know it's one thing to help people learn how to sell pest control and that's like really cool and that's like you know a great skill to have and a great way to kind of jump start you know like some financial you know options and things but at the end of the day, you know, where hopefully we have, you know, as like the managing partners have a little bit more, you know, experience and, and, uh, and have just been down the road a tiny bit more than a lot of these guys. Our, our biggest objective is, you know, we want to measure the success of our people, not by how much pest control they sell this summer, but by what they're doing with their life in 20 years. And I think that, that when you think of it that way, Um, you know, you think of the the now on the short, you think of like the mid-range and then you think of the long. Um, you know, I think kind of like the typical 20-something year old that hasn't made like good money before. I mean, like the idea is like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna buy like a sweet car and you know, do whatever. And and it's just like, you know, with a little bit of coaching and some good examples, it goes a long way. So we really, really try to uh, help teach people how to invest, how to, you know, get into real estate, how to manage their, you know, finances and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, we figured, "Yeah, let's bring in people that know how to do it even better than us. And and that's where, you know, literally John is meeting with Greg Merrill. He's an incredible, uh, you know, finance guy. And I mean, he's just working on tons of projects. And, um, you know, Jason Harris, from Harris Investment Group. I mean, this, I don't know if you know Jason Harris, he'd be a great guy to have on your show, but I mean, he's got hundreds of millions invested in real estate and he's working at the big bank in um, New York and they opened a fund for our guys where not only you have to be an accredited investor and have a net worth of a million bucks or make over $200,000 a year or something like that. And it's like most of our guys, they're not making a million bucks a year. Um, and they don't have options to be involved in many of those investments. So it's really cool that Jason Harris has, has opened it so that as we, you know, people can on a smaller level, you know, put $20,000 in and we can, you know, so for example, you know, we raised I think $3 million for a project and multi-unit thing a few years, uh, like a year and a half ago, maybe and a year ago. And, uh, and uh, that's gone really well. And with Jason, we've had, a, you know, a few different VC groups come in the last, uh, a couple of weeks and, and pitch on different things. It is cool. Um, and Skyler Griffin, one of our managers, made really good observation. He's like, but "I'm just super grateful to be in a place where that's like an option to to, to have." And uh, we feel grateful too. And I think you know we uh, kind of I don't think we like expected it, but you know people reach out and and want to come be involved, and and uh, we want to help our people get way ahead in life, not in just the summer. And so, whatever options and opportunities we can make available or for help, we, you know, we go for it.
1: Yeah. No, I I've heard some of the the deals and different things, and I I think it's cool. It seems like you're just surrounding everyone there, surrounding themselves with people who are like-minded, hardworking, and are they they have the same goals, and they're letting everyone take access to that network and and hopefully mm-hmm. make the most out of their their work experience. So pretty amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. well, maybe just, uh, just in ending, I know you have a lot, lot of off season stuff that you guys have to take care of. Um, anything that you'd like to say to someone considering sales who maybe is on the fence about it? I'm sure they maybe have been, been hit up already. I know you guys are great at what they do, right?
0: Yeah. Um, a great question um something that we say all the time and that we truly truly believe and I'll say this to Drew Hanson our top rep I'll say it to my brothers who work with us or, or anybody is you have to do what makes the most sense for you in fact I think I'm wearing the uh it makes sense t shirt um, it, we we believe in that so strongly that it's one of those things where it's like if I'm to tell you to, to do this and and if this is your best option, maybe it's not because I'm not you and I don't know the options that you have. Now, frankly, I do believe that you know going out and selling for a summer and learning how to sell and the financial opportunities that that will bring you and the skills set that I think there are a few options that are going to add more value and opportunity to a young 20-something person's life. And I say that because, you know, I've been doing this now nine years, and the hundreds of people that I've seen and how it's changed. I, I think and, and and then seeing people not do it or have friends that. I talked to years later and say they wish they would have. And they're now in sales or whatever it is. Or, you know, like my best, one of my best friends, with me is in med school at Vanderbilt saying that he wishes he would have done it. And it's like, uh, I love the Steve Jobs quote. It says something that's in life. It's you regret the things that you didn't do, not the things that you did most. And I believe that even if you come out and it's an average earnings or is that the experience will be invaluable and uh and you know robert Kiyosaki and, and uh, rich dad poor dad says the same thing. He's like says he has friends that have genius level iqs but their earnings are pitiful because they don't know how to sell and um and so my advice would be just try it and uh you know there's so many great options i think in the industry there's you know sometimes people think that but you can only make money at this company sell somewhere we would you know come work with us you got great people um but at the end of the day i don't think people will ever regret doing it and uh one of the things ben egan says all the time and i 100 percent agree, is that the earnings you make your first summer hopefully will pale in comparison to the impact that it has on your life and i i agree and so i'd say try it come, come check it out and uh got great people super fun and and, uh it's you know a good opportunity to grow
1: well thanks man it's uh i i think that someday when someone over there writes a book and instead of calling it rich dad uh rich dad poor dad it'll be rich kid poor dad right (laughs) it's like (laughs) seems like with the with with the skills not not actually we we hope that that's not the case but with the skills that you guys are giving to these young people it's setting them up for a lot of success and there's there's a track record that's starting to prove that, and it's really cool. So, thanks again for coming on and for a little bit of your time, and hopefully this finds a lot of ears that are that are interested in what you do.
0: Good. Thanks for thanks for having us uh, be, be on the show, and dude, we're we're super excited. You'll have to have to come by, and definitely have to beat you in mini golf in a few months. So get, get yeah, practicing.
1: I'll uh, I'll yeah. be there. I'll, I'll be there. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll Sounds talk to you good. later. Thanks, sir. All right. That's it. Bye.
0: It's the brand new podcast.
1: Yeah. Say so you needed a ride, but you wanted my car.